Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, quarantined in D.C., and today Sarah Wood is back. And we have all kinds of things to talk about. Some of it's fun, some of it's not so fun, most of it's not so fun. I'm also in a bit of a mood, in a sad mood. I'll, I'll explain later when Sarah's on. But it's just, uh, I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time, so... You'll hear about that later when she comes on. So I'm just going to keep this totally brief today. Let you know that I have Adam Parkamenko scheduled for Wednesday. Uh, I, you're going to enjoy this as long as his schedule permits and he can show up. You're going to put like bookmark this. Wednesday's going to be a fun show. It's going to be an interesting show. So I'm just going to get right into it. Start Me Up is an independent podcast. It's woman run. I'm the woman. And I don't have any corporate support. I don't have any advertising. It's just me. It's just me and you. And so I would really be super fucking grateful if you became a patron. So maybe uh, a patron, a patron. If you like this show, you can go to patreon.com slash start me up. You can look on the um, description page, see the different guests that I've had. And I always have new guests coming on. Sometimes it's repeat guests, but it's always, you know, new people, political. Sometimes I interview actors. And, and then here's the deal. I do two shows per month. I mean, I always do a mon- Monday and a Wednesday show. That's a, those are free shows. And then on whether it's a Tuesday or Thursday, twice a month, I do patrons-only shows. Now, those shows are more personal, and they're just for you guys, so that you guys can, I don't know, like, you get a a better sense of me and whoever I have on. Sometimes I'm going to be doing solo shows. Other times I'm going to have guest hosts. Now, I want to say that as I go through this process of figuring out what the best way, you know, like, are solo shows interesting enough for people – when it's just me blabbing for an hour, <laughs> uh, sometimes yes. I don't know if they're if they're gonna. Maybe it's gonna be too much, and maybe you guys are gonna be like, "No, we like when you have a co-host." I'm totally open to you letting me know. So let me know. Um, I haven't. The last show I did by myself was the one about Antonio with the great big giant dick, um, and that was kind of funny. And I do have. I do want to tell my stories though about some of these men that I've dated because you know they're funny and weird. And, and I notice I can go back and as, uh, you know, I'm going to be 52 in July. I can go back and look at those stories and those experiences that I lived and I can see where I allowed the patriarchy to keep me quiet or made me feel insecure, in, like insecure or like I didn't have a voice. In some cases it didn't, but if, if, if that happens, I try to point it out. And so when I do sh- solo shows... A lot of times I'm going to be talking about, you know, those kinds of situations, whether it was a work situation where, you know, maybe it's a funny story and it's an entertaining story for you. But I can say, but you know what? I I allowed the patriarchy to win because I felt I couldn't stand up for myself for this reason or whatever. So those shows are going to be in the future $5, the $5 tier on Patreon. Right now, I am just doing it for anybody who signs up. If you sign up for a dollar or more per month, you get each show in your email box. And right now you're getting all the patrons only shows. But eventually I'm going to just keep those shows for the $5 patrons only. And I've noticed that the new people that have been signing up have been signing up for $5. So I appreciate that because the more that I get, um, eventually I'm just going to cut it off and say, if you want to hear those patrons only shows, you got to be at that $5 tier. Anyway, thank you for everybody who signs up. I'm so grateful for you guys especially during these hard times i understand that it's difficult and if you can afford it that's great if you can't and you can only listen to the free shows that's great thank you i appreciate it 
Um, and then, you know, there's always the option of making a one-time donation. Some people prefer that. So, and you know, in each show, I include my email address and my PayPal info, so you could just do the one-time thing. And last, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, as I usually do, I beg you, please, please um, go over to Apple Podcasts and become a subscriber. That's free. And then give me a rating, and if you can, give me a review. I would really appreciate it. So um, everybody who has, thank you. Now please enjoy my conversation with Sarah Wood. Welcome back, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. How are you? Uh, not good. Um, uh, I'm, having, oh. I'm having a hard time. Um, my cat is 16 years old, and... <gasps> Just like the other day, you know, I mean, she, she had a problem in 2018 where she was constipated and I had to take her to the vet and they gave her an enema and she, you know, she was okay after that. And I've been giving her stool softener ever since, because if I don't, she's just going to get constipated constantly. So anyway, the other day I noticed for two days in a row, she didn't eat and she's lighter than she used to be. And she keeps, this is the part that's bothering me. She keeps going into Bob's office and, and sleeping under his desk, which is unusual. And when, you know, when cats specifically are dying, they will go to a place to die. Like when my mom, when I, I lived with my mom for a while and my cat Pearl was dying and she went into my mom's office under her desk. So it's really triggering for me. Yeah. And I don't know what's happening. I, I'm, I'm giving her more stool softener now. So, um, I'm just hoping that she'll, you know, I mean, she, she's in my room right now. She's here with me and, you know, I mean, she's not, she was eating yesterday. Now she's not really eating. I, I, I don't know if she's not eating because she's dying. I don't know if she's not eating because she's just not feeling well, but I mean, she seems kind of alert and not lethargic. So I don't know. So I just want to say that this today's show, I don't even know about Wednesday show. I'm going to try to like pull myself out of like this nervous sadness, but I, yeah. you know, I can't help it mm -hmm. because animals are I like your children, you know? Oh, I understand. I have two 14 year old dogs. So yeah. I go through this. We actually had to take one of our dogs to the emergency vet oh. just last week. Yeah. Oh, He's no. okay now, but right. it was, it was a little bit scary, but, um, yeah, I know exactly, well, yeah, I know exactly and you know the what thing you're is, going through. It's like, I hate taking, I hate, right now the vet that I go to is what I call a corporate vet. And, I mean, they're good enough. I, I, I mean, they, they took care of her in the past, and they did a good job, and they're extremely expensive. Um, back when I lived in California, I had gone to this corporate vet. My cat, I, I, I got Miranda, the one who's here with me. She was a baby. This is a long, quick story. <laughs> she was a baby, and I had Pearl, who was 10. So I bring Miranda home, and M Miranda gets a fever, and then down the line, Pearl starts getting sick, and she's losing weight. So the long and short of it is, is Miranda had chlamydia, which is a oh. upper respiratory in cats. So is herpes. I was told by my corporate doctor that Pearl, um, I think they might have, I don't even remember if they said herpes, but regardless, they were like, they didn't handle her well because uh, the, the vet that I had was new. She was like a new vet, just graduated college. And, and Pearl was just like, she was so beautiful. She was kind of like this big, fluffy white cat. 
but you don't fuck with her. And so um, the vet was terrified of her. And because she was, you know, Pearl picked up on that. And they like they had this guy come in practically with the hazmat suit to handle <laughs> this like cat. And so oh, anyway, they almost killed her because they, they took some tests and they're like, well, we think she probably has cancer. And it, it was so expensive. And then something started happening with her eyes. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was almost like beneath her eye there was this brown um i don't know like scabby shit that was forming underneath both eyes so i take her back to the corporate vet and they give me this useless 80 dollar medicine and at the time i knew about this other guy he's this asian vet that was a little less expensive and i was taking care of this cat who lived outside and um i just would go by the the less expensive flea you know stuff for fleas because this cat was like totally allergic to fleas so i had to give her that flea medication so I thought, well, I'm going to take to this guy, to this Asian guy. And this man, I swear to God, I bow to him. I wish he could follow me everywhere because he took a look at Pearl. Like, first he just grabs her and he's throwing her all around. And I'm like, be careful. She's going to freak out. And he's like, don't worry about it. There's like this, mo- there's like the first 10 minutes there in shock and I can do anything. And he's just like, got her and he's looking here and he's doing this. And she's like laying there limp. And like, without even much looking at her, he's, you know, without doing very much, he says, Oh, she's got chlamydia. Hmm. And um, he immediately knew and saved her life. She was down to seven pounds. She she had been a like 12 pound cat and she was down to seven pounds and she was dying. So it's like I have this aversion to the corporate because they they charge you all this money. And it's like if if we do tests and we find out that she has cancer or if she if if she's, you know, got some some issue with her kidneys. What am I going to do? I'm not going to try to keep her alive. I, I, I can only keep her comfortable until it's time to go because it's like, I'm not going to, I don't, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I feel so resentful about, I, I, I realize you have to, uh, that the vets have to charge, you know, this, this Asian guy, he charged, but he wasn't ridiculous, you yeah. know? And, and it was funny cause I had an issue with her earlier this year cause she was urinating outside of the box. And so I didn't want to call my vet cause I knew what they would, they'd say, bring her in. We have to look at her. And that's like $100 automatically before they do anything. And so I called him. And I'm like, look, I just want your honest opinion. What should I do? And he goes, just wait it out. And I waited it out, and she was fine. Okay. And so it's like, he's honest. And I mean, and the funny thing was, yeah, and he like, he was totally stoic. He never showed emotion. And, but he loved animals. And it was like, he was just like this kind of stoic man who just you know straight face gave you the diagnosis and whatever was wrong but he like he deeply cared and he he wasn't ridiculously expensive and it was like again I wish that I could just bring him to Maryland and say please be my vet here (laughs) so anyway I don't know what's going on with her vets mean everything I had a I had bad experience with vets in um, California as well and then I had um a decent one in Portland, mm-hmm. but I love my vet here. Oh, that's good. Um, it's really, imp- like, yeah, it is important. It's really important. We had to take him to the emergency vet on a Saturday because uh, the, because of, they have, my local vet has a reduced hours because of everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. So they weren't open on Saturday, so we had to take him to the emergency vet. And, but they were taking every precaution. Like, yeah. Um, we weren't allowed to go in with him. Right. And, yeah. Um, he ended up just having a, a, a UTI, but uh, yeah. Well, see, that's what I was wondering about Miranda. Over it was, I think it was like in January because she was peeing outside the box. But I think the reason she did that was just because she was stressed out over the fact that Bob and I had not been 
um, around as much. And I also think that maybe she was having difficulty going to the bathroom, um, number two, because that's an issue. It's an ongoing issue with her. And like I said, I, so I upped her stool softener a little bit. I mean, I still don't give her, the doctor had recommended a certain amount. I started at the lowest possible amount. Like the doctor said, okay, between this much and this much, like between an eighth of a teaspoon and a quarter of a teaspoon twice a day. So I've only been just giving her a slightly more than a, 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 an eighth uh, twice a day. So it's like, I haven't been giving her the full doses. Um, so I figured, okay, I'll up the dose. And so I added a little bit to the each eighth and, um, it, I, and then she was fine. And I think they say that like cats will, if they, um, associate pain with where they're going to the bathroom, they'll leave. Like if, if in the litter box, they're trying to poo and they have pain, then they'll go outside. So I don't know if that was the deal. She's always had an issue with peeing outside the box. I've got her back now to, you know, she's good. She's, peeing in the box but it's just you know it's and for me the hardest part of all of this is um the not knowing and the worrying about her you know I mean I've had cats my entire life and obviously with the exception of Miranda they've all passed away and you know it's like they pass away and you cry and you'll always love them and you'll always miss them but to me the hardest part is the time before they go because you don't know what's going on they can't talk to you you don't know if they're in pain and it's just it's so difficult so I just want to say before we start the show like officially I mean I don't know that I'm up to my regular energy but I will do my best because you know I'm just worried <laughs> like I I'm constantly on the verge of tears no so. I no, I I completely 100% understand yeah. I've, I've I've been there and <laughs> I think we all I mean anybody who has yeah. pets knows how it is and and then to make it worse it's like I've been seeing everybody's posting about animals dying and, and you know there's this guy named Steven Sears he is the um he was the writer producer of Xena Warrior Princess and actually he's graduated from my acting studio and he wasn't in my class, but he would come to class all the time. And he would talk, he was like totally super cool down to earth and, you know, friendly to all of us. And so I know him. And he got this dog, a King Charles, uh, what, what are they, the Span, what are they called? Are they are King they Charles Spaniels? Is that what they're called? They're I so freaking cute and they're my favorite kind of Spaniel. And, um, so he had a dog named Julian, and I guess he got Julian in either 2009 or 2010, and I just saw he posted that Julian passed, and I, I mean, he loved that dog so much. I met Julian because I'd gone back to L.A. I was living in Northern California at the time, but I'd gone back to L.A. to, like, hand out my book and do stuff for my books, but, um, so Stephen and I had lunch, and I got to hold Julian, and he was just so cute, and I mean, it's like, the, his dog just died, a friend of mine just lost her cat, I know that, um, there was a man on uh, a man that I know on Twitter who lost his. So it's like I keep seeing it, and uh, uh, that's the only thing I really fucking hate about social media. Because one of the things that keeps me going, I mean, whether we're in the Trump era or not, you know, something that always lifts my spirits is watching the the funny animal videos. You know, I just I love animals so much, and it it just brings so much joy to my heart to see whatever if it's like the husky that's talking or the funny cats or whatever it is it's like it keeps me going especially in the era of trump and so you know at this time it's like Ugh. so anyway i'll stop talking about it now because we've got so many other horrible things to talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah like today i guess they're gonna fucking starting they're gonna open up cruises i think in august 
they're already cesspools as it is. Like, you know, without the coronavirus, like we're, they're already just this horrible. I've, I've never been on a cruise. I never want I, to I, go same, on a cruise. Same. <laughs> I've never wanted to. Well, A, I get, I have, I get motion sick. So I would, I get seasick. Yeah. Um, even like on any boat. Huh. And so I'm not a big fan of going on water as it is. And then I'm a germaphobe and I don't, I, so I, I don't like eating out of buffets. I yeah. don't like closed quarters. I don't like being around a lot of other people. Like first, like, I don't know. They've never seen appealing in between like fires and capsizing and, you know, food poisoning and viruses. I'm like, what? I, people, people are like, oh, but it's a yeah. great way to go see things. And it's like, they're not even inexpensive. Like, they're expensive. Yeah, so it's like, I know. So people go on them and they're like, oh, it's a great way to get around. And you don't, you just, you just, you know, go and see these places and then you're there. And I'm like, all right. I mean, you could also go to see those places not on a ship. Like, all the money you're spending on this ship, you could like fly somewhere. No kidding. And then it's like, I don't know. I mean, for some people really like it because it's all right there for you. I just, I don't know. I, I'm the kind of person that I, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's just my personality that I don't socialize very much, so it doesn't really work for me. I like the idea that you can go to a place and explore yourself. I mean, in some cases, I, you know, I don't even like taking the tours because you're stuck with all these people, but at least with the tours, you get information that you wouldn't get on your own. So yeah. I do see the benefit in that. Um, but I've always just been like, 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 leave me alone and let me do my thing. I, I just don't like being stuck with people. Mm-hmm. And then like the whole thing about cruises too, aside from the fact that they are Petri dish, Petri dishes, um, is like, everybody just talks about how you gorge yourself with food. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I know that vacations you're supposed to enjoy yourself and you know, but it's like, I don't know. There's just this cruises just never, And it's like, why do they even exist at all? And I think there was like a bailout. For, wasn't there a bailout for cruises? I don't know. I just, I never understood cruises. I've never, I know people that go on them all the time. It's like what they do for vacation. And like all, like every year. And I'm just like, I, they clearly love it and good, good for them. You know, you go just right, exactly. leave your diseases out there at sea <laughs> well, with and you. The, yeah. And the thing is, is that, okay, so they're going to open up in August um, the death rate keeps going up. The case rate keeps going up and there've already been people stuck on fucking cruise ships, not able to get off. What are they thinking? What the fuck are they thinking? You know, this brings me to, we are so not prepared. I think it's like right now, South Korea has 252 COVID deaths. We are over 68,000 and it's growing. It's not getting any better. We should have locked shit down in the beginning. We should have locked it down in February. Yes. Like, we knew about it. We should have locked it down in February. Like, and fine people for being on the street. This isn't a loss of yes. freedom. It's public safety. Yeah. Like, it's not about, you know, oh, you're not allowed to go, so you can't take away my freedoms. What, your freedom to die? Yeah. Like, it's just public safety. We're <laughs> trying to save your life. We're trying yeah. to save the life of those who are, you know, are... The old people, the people who are, who could catch it the easiest. Yeah. I can't even, my word, my words are escaping me today, <laughs> but vulnerable. That's the yes. word. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, it, yeah. It, it's so ridiculous. And my prediction is because, I mean, obviously we've seen the fucking videotape from like Huntington Beach and all these protests where That's nobody, a- including the cops, are wearing masks. And so I predict that this is going to just 
escalate and it's going to become way worse than what we're seeing now. It's going to, I mean, every single person out there who is insisting that they have to go out there and not wear a mask is, is putting me at risk, even though I'm staying home. I, I'm very fortunate. And I realize that, you know, yes, we should be um, concerned with opening the country and opening the economy. If we would have had a better handle on this in the first place, which we mm-hmm. didn't, um, but if we're going to do it now, then there's a way to slowly incorporate, like slowly and with lots of rules. You have to you you have to wear a mask, you know, whether it's limited group, you know, limited amounts of people in groups, whatever you do, you have to take precautions. It's not. And the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, is just in a, like there's the normal way that you know prior to covid where we all behaved now what's happening is because people are protesting they're all like gathering and they're all like in these groups where there's no protection which is not what we were doing before and so it's it's gonna spread faster and it's going to be so much worse and then what they're gonna go on cruises oh my god seriously it's like but there's there's some hopeful news because oxford university um says that they may have a vaccine that's widely available by September that they're doing human trials right now. So yeah, we'll I heard see. about that. Yeah, that, we'll that see. That sounds promising. I was so mad at my neighbors the other day. I live in an apartment building, and um, but it's like in the suburbs, so it's not like I'm in the cities. But yeah. um, so we have a parking lot right out front. So my neighbors decided to have a barbecue in the parking lot, and at first it looked like they were all social distancing, like six feet away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, whatever. They're doing their best. They, you know, it's hard to be socially isolated. At least they're being safe. Then more and more neighbors started coming, more and more neighbors. And I literally, I took a picture because they're all in a circle, all talk for hours, talking to each other, three or four hours. And I was like, oh my God, and I'm just staring at them. And I was like, and then my, my wife um, had to take our dogs out to go for a walk. And I was like, did you say hi? She's like, no, I went the other way. <laughs> wow. She's like, I'm not going near them. And it's just so frustrating because people live in my building and I'm just like, this is why I still wear a mask in my yeah, own building. Right. Because I don't trust my neighbors. It's so frustrating. People don't take it seriously, and it's driving me crazy. Oh, I swear to God, this this is all just like a fucking nightmare. Um, I just, I don't even know what to think. I don't know what to think. And then, um, so I'm going to talk to you. I want to talk to you about this thing that I don't want to talk to you about, um, <laughs> which is what's I'll going start. on with the Me Too situation. Oh, yeah. It's not fun. You know, I fucking no. hate this. Uh, I've been staying quiet about it, not for any other reason than I just want. I like, I'm one of those people that doesn't like to comment unless I have all the information. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're never going to get all the information. Yeah. We're only going to get he said, she said. And mm-hmm. right now, I mean, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything either. Um, but it's starting to get, th- this is what's concerning me. Um, you know, Prominent feminists like Rebecca Traister and and I was talking about this a little bit on on the after party with Bob, but whether it's Rebecca Traister or um, what's her name, Jessica Valente, and then there's a few other. And of course, you're going to take like Newsweek or certain op eds in Washington Post. They're all questioning Biden and what they're they're calling her allegation credible. I don't think it's credible, and I hate saying that. You know, I mean, it's like. I don't want to accuse a woman of lying, but you have to look at what she's saying and how her story changed. And I think the worst part is AP just came out with a thing. They interviewed her and um, she had said after 
after after Biden said he wanted to get, you know, go and, and look for that re- complaint that she said she filed. And she said she filed a harassment, sexual harassment complaint. Now she's changing the story and she goes, oh, no, no, no. I, I did, if they find it, it's not going to say harassment. I think I said I was uncomfortable. So, you know, I hate this whole thing of why did you wait so long? There's plenty of reasons why women wait so long. Because yeah, they're not fucking like- believed. Yeah, no, it's like there are women who a lot of people don't report their abusers for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, So I think the approach to it is like, okay, for Biden to be an open book, um, just be like, okay, if if the proof is there, find it. Like there. It's like, I don't know. Um, Well, that's that's the thing. It's It's hard for me. I don't know. There's no proof. We're never going to be able to prove it. That's the thing is there's no proof. And it just seems, I don't know. And I also don't trust the intercept. No, absolutely not. And you know what? This is this is how I people say don't politicize this. And I understand why people wouldn't want to. Obvious reasons. But what's very odd to me, and I'm sorry, you cannot just turn the other cheek because the whole idea is believe women is not about believing every single woman on every single thing they say. If Sarah Palin just stepped up and said Barack Obama raped her, would we automatically believe her? No, we would question her. The the point is we have to take people seriously and then especially people, women, we have to take women seriously. And especially when number one, we know we're being attacked by Russia right now. So they are putting information and I'm not saying that Russia made up this story. Whether they did or not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we know that right now we're being attacked by Russia. And what they're doing is using cyber warfare. And they are using our social media against us, just like they did in 2016. It is not uncommon for, um, you know, especially the Republicans, to make up false sexual allegations against someone. And I'm not saying it's never happened on the Democratic side. But to do the dirty tricks thing is real. And, you know, I mean, let's go back to Anthony Weiner. I, I don't remember Democrats. I mean, there were some Democrats that stood up for him, but most of them didn't, especially when it came to the second and third time that he did it. Um, I got into an argument with this woman who was just accusing me of being like a, a Puritan because, because the second time he sent his dick pic, uh, to me, what that said was, look, the guy got caught, he was exposed, and then he did it again. <laughs> and then he did it a fucking third time with a baby around. But beyond that, the fir- the, the, when he did it the second time, I was like, all right, this guy does not have good judgment. And that's, this tells me that no matter how great he is or smart he is or what arguments he can make, he doesn't have good judgment. And so this woman was yelling at me on, on Facebook and basically calling me a Puritan because, you know, Oh, don't you send, you know, everybody sends naked selfies. It's, I'm like, I don't give a shit about the naked selfie part. It's the fact that he did what he did. He was married and then he got caught doing it and then he fucking did it again. And it's like, oh my God, stupid. So anyway. He's uh, so dumb. I know. That was so dumb. The whole thing. Just was dumb. So dumb. And, you know, I mean, I don't really necessarily think he's the best representative for the Democratic Party if you're going to be stupid. I mean, it's like I really don't give a shit when people send naked pictures to each other. That is so not the point. I don't care. Everybody does it now because everybody's got phones and they all do it. But I don't give a shit. But, you know, I mean, you take a look at the situation and, okay, so she never complained. She wasn't concerned about it enough that he supposedly raped her or digitally raped her when when he was a senator. 
And then she wasn't concerned enough when he announced that he was running uh, for president. Or I should say, I should go back and say when he was announced to be the VP pick and he was very vetted. Can you imagine the vetting process? That's the thing. That's where I get caught up in. When the Obama campaign chose Biden, Mm -hmm. like they like they thoroughly vetted him for any sort of scandal, because you're going to have him run with the first black president, first black presidential nominee for the Democratic Party. You don't want to attach a guy who has major scandals. Right. You want someone that, you know, he's he's an old school Democrat and he's a guy with experience, lots of foreign policy experience, something that they thought that Barack Obama lacked and he was he, he was a good addition. Mm-hmm. And so you know they vetted the crap out of oh, him and yeah. that's yeah, like the like deep dive into all his things. Yes, so there's no where, way yeah. Obama yeah. who is going to be the first black man uh, as pre- you know, he's not going to make mistakes like that. No, and, he, and his entire presidency, like he wasn't, he wasn't allowed to make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. He wasn't allowed to wear a tan suit. Like he had to be perfect. Yes. He had, like he never, ha- he never had a scandal. Yeah, not he, one. He, yeah, he and Michelle's marriage is like the super beautiful, strong marriage. Never like an issue. Like it was just like he had to be perfect. Yeah, and, and it, most of it, was, it was because he was black. Because right. like it, there. They're held, he's held to a different standard. Yeah, just like when there's a woman president, she's going to have to do everything perfectly because she's if she have messes to be perfect up, as well. yeah, yeah, if she messes up, they're going to go, oh, well, then we can never have another it's woman. Because she's a woman. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't matter that we have someone we like Trump. We told you, we warned you about that. <laughs> like, yeah, because men have been doing such a great job. Exactly. For the past few and centuries. men have never made mistakes. Shit's just dandy. <laughs> but so then you, so Stop, the timing <laughs> of her coming out with this was very suspect because she's a Bernie supporter. And she's, uh, you know, I, there's screenshots of her saying TikTok Joe Biden in February. So, um, and maybe the TikTok Joe Biden meant you're out. You're not going to win this primary because they thought Bernie was going to win. I don't know what the TikToks meant. But when I think, I think the dates go that we, we knew Bernie did not have a viable path on March 25th. And the story broke with uh, Matt Taibbi, who is a full, like, bro leftist um his podcast partner was the one katie helper who interviewed reed um so it was the 27th it was two days after bernie was no longer viable that this came out and so the left crowd the timing is interesting the timing is suspect and it makes you question and so when you know and and then when you where did i learn about this I learned about this from the left, from the, I don't, I want to call them the far left, um, or I don't want to call them progressives, but I learned about this from the Rose crowd, and they were the ones first reporting on it, because of course it came from Katie Halper, and she's part of that whole thing, and, and so the first call was for Biden to drop out, so Bernie could be the nominee. Now... And that's not how it works. No. I hope that I hope that these Bernie supporters understand that that's not how it. Like if Bern, if Biden were to be like drop out, Bernie doesn't just automatically, automatically become the yeah. presumptive nominee. Like that's not how it works. Right. Well, that's like, what I they just want. Feel like they, it's like it's like dealing with a bunch of like really stubborn five year olds yeah. who don't understand that you can't like eat cookies before dinner or you're gonna not be hungry for dinner. Right. Like I don't know. It's just like they don't understand basic. Well, that's just, the thing. It's like, I, you know, they drive, I, they drive me I, yeah, crazy. They drive me crazy because I really consider myself 
um, very progressive. And I feel like I understand that, you know, because we live in this country, we have to make all the, um, we do have to recognize what we're dealing with. Like, I don't think that we should necessarily be trying to be friends with Mitch McConnell because that's never going to work. But no, you know, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, he's just always going to obstruct. But like, for instance, in I think it was January, I think it was six or seven Republicans voted for the ERA. So when people say that we can never work with those with current Republicans, that's not necessarily true. Oh, that drives me crazy when they're like when they're like when they got mad at Biden for saying like he was would work with Republicans. And I'm just like. If he's president, I hope he works with Republicans. That's his whole job. If you're going to be president of just one part, that's what we have right now. Exactly, exactly. It's like, we're just going to be the opposite of what we have now. Yeah. And we're going to get nothing done. Yeah. And it's like, those those Republican men voted for equality for women. They, you know, I mean, as much as the Republican Party fucks us over um, in this particular instance, they came, you know, they came and voted with Democrats. And so it's possible. And it's even more possible when we have a big blue flood and when Democrats take back the Senate and keep the House. Republicans will have to compromise with us because they will have no fucking power. They can obstruct all they want, but if Democrats have the power, fuck them. We can, we don't need them. So, you know, and and it used to be in this country that we could work together. And yes, we had, you know, policy differences. And yes, there were arguments and, 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 you know, Maybe, you know, everybody wants affordable health care, but the, the, the Democrats have one way of thinking it's going to happen and the Republicans have another. So it's like, yeah, there's always going to be um, resistance and fights and arguments. But this is different. This is so divided. And of course, somebody like, you know, fucking Ron DeSantis or Mitch McConnell, you can't work with these people. And that's evident. But, you know, this I you know, the other thing that drives me crazy um, about some people who are calling themselves progressives because I, again, I agree with the whole fucking platform. I agree with it. Um, I do too. I just, I, I have a difference of opinion. Like we would never have passed Obamacare without Republicans yes. coming and voting for it. Like, yes, uh, <laughs> exactly. And we didn't get the single, uh, or the, the option because of Democrats, yeah. the, uh, the what option? The public. Thank option. you. <laughs> yeah. my, my mind is fucking. Yeah. Fading. <laughs> That we wouldn't, we didn't get it because of Democrats. So it's like, let's just be realistic. And the thing is, is that there are elections every fucking year. And if the people, like, there's a lot of young people on this left progressive side. And I think that their goals and ideas are 100%, they match with mine, they align with mine. But the, the difference is, I have a better understanding of how it works and how much shit that has to get done within the group of whatever many hundred people there are in the Senate. 400, I don't know the number. It's why they call it politics. Yeah. Because you have to politic. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's all a negotiation. And, you know, and sometimes you get a little bit of what you want. And you just keep fighting for more. And, the, and, and it's not fun. And it's, you know, I mean, yeah, right now we've got this global pandemic. And it would be great if we had things in place, if we had the social safety nets in place. Um, but we don't. We don't have yeah. that now. And, you know, and it's like, I don't, I, I would like to see Joe Biden take the number for Medicare for all down to 55. Because Hillary Clinton was good with 55. He right now said 60. I think 55 is a good number. Nothing's necessarily going to satisfy some of the hardcore people. But, you know, if... I do see he, he, Biden has already adopted some of Bernie and uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren's plans. 
And so I feel like, I don't know, it's just, when I go back to this Reed thing, I feel like, number one, Bernie's not going to probably be the nominee no matter what happens. But the mm-hmm. thing that's really bothering me, outside of, you know, I mean, like I said, Jessica Valente and, and Rebecca Traster are saying that she's got credible allegations well there have been so many stories and so many reports and reporting on this that I'm just going to say that if I were a juror and she presented her case the way that it's been presented online which she's offered up to everybody and I've pretty much followed everything to you know there was this one guy Michael J Stern who's a former federal prosecutor and he he said here's why I have a problem with her story and he made you know he listed everything if I had both of those stories and I had to weigh and, and then offer up my, cause you can't prove anything. There's no evidence. There's nothing you can prove. And there's a couple other things like, uh, and I'm, and I'm not going to remember the guy's name, but somebody did a whole tweet thread on, okay, she said it happened here. And he like picked it apart and said it couldn't have happened here. Uh, it was c- because of the way, you know, I, I can't remember. She had to deliver a duffel bag in the basement, but the workout room is on the second floor. And, and so he just was, you know, showing everybody, wait a minute, this doesn't add up to what she's saying. And so take all, in, take all of this in, and then you have to offer up some kind of a verdict. My verdict is I can't convict Biden. I can't. There's not enough to convict him. And, you know, does that mean that he's been in, a, you know, he's, he's, there's a picture of him groping Al Franken. The guy doesn't understand boundaries. So he touches people and it's not rape and it's, you know, he's not a creepy pedophile. But the thing that's really bothering me is there was a story that came out by fucking Christine O'Donnell's niece, the I am not a witch crazy woman um, tea party person from 20. Do you remember her? Oh, my God. Yes, Yes. I do remember. Yeah. So there was a story that came out over the weekend or whenever it was that um, her niece had attended some event when she was 14. And Biden was there. And this was, all, I guess, when Christine O'Donnell was in Congress. And, and, and she's saying that Biden said to her, at, at, as a 14-year-old girl, that she was well-endowed. So this story gets picked up by Law and & Crime. And that, that, the guy who heads that is Media Eye. I'm sorry, Media Eye guy, Dan Abrams. So this guy named um, Colin, 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 something or other. He, he wrote something for... Uh, Law and Crime, which is owned by Dan Abrams, and posted this as if it happened and didn't bother to do any checking or vetting. He's just a blogger. So the story comes out and he's saying, okay, this is what happened. Joe Biden went up to her and said, you're well endowed. So this this woman from ABC was also posting about it on Twitter. And so she starts off a tweet and then, you know, forms a thread and then maybe four or five comments down oh wait a minute getting news this joe biden was never there he's never there so i got pissed off because of law and crime you know writing the story and of course all these people on the left are circulating it and going see 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 and so i like you know tagged dan abrams and the stupid guy colin who wrote the article um colin kalmbacher i guess his name is who has written other uh unfavorable articles about joe biden and so fucking Colin, who I tagged, uh, blocked me on Twitter. So he's no, writing for Law and Crime. Very professional, yeah. mature thing to do. Blocked me. And so, so then, I, I, I mean, I don't know if it was me, but within 15, less than 15 minutes later, the story goes down. But then it comes back up with the same misleading headline that makes Joe Biden look like a fucking groper and a, and a, and a pedophile and just wrote updated. 
That's all he wrote. And the thing was updated. So sure. They're, they, trying, they're just trying to, they're trying to plant the seed. Yes. They want to plant this doubt for Joe Biden. They're trying to just, they don't care a lot. A lot of times they don't give a, they don't give a shit if it's true or not. Yeah. Just like with Hillary and her emails. They didn't give a shit if it was real. They just wanted to hurt Hillary. Yeah. They did the same freaking thing. Like, oh, and WikiLeaks and this and that and that, which all turned out to be freaking nothing. Yeah. And they just want to plant the seed of doubt to make people go like, oh, I guess I'll vote for third party. I, I can't bring myself to vote for Hillary or I can't bring myself to vote for Biden. Like that's they're try, they're playing the same game. Yeah. It worked last time and they want it again. Exactly. They want Trump. These people want Donald Trump to be president. And I don't understand. They might as well put on the fucking ugly red cap and like wear their MAGA flags outside and go to those rallies yeah. and yeah, and the thing is, is that they're so stupid. Noxious. Like, mediaite and law and crime is usually known for... I mean, I remember um, law, uh, law and Crime did an article about how Pete Buttigieg accepted money from Russians. That was like $5,000. And I don't, like... I, I've said he, on this show before that I do think that the Democrats that are running for president, or, you know, at all... if. At this point in the game, we need all the money we can get. My only, my only exception on this is Russia. Nobody should be taking Russian money. But, you know, like Bill Maher, who I'm not a fan of at all anymore, said something that I completely agree with, that, you know, Democrats are, t are like returning money from Harvey Weinstein. And he's like, the, the money didn't rape women. You could use that money to, to do good. And I agree with that, especially when... Uh, Trump is taking money from Russia or who, you know, they're taking money from everybody. They're taking money from foreign governments. And so we need to be able to play hardball. And if they're, if, if people who we don't like are going to give us money, take the fucking money so you can make things better. So you can get money out of politics. So you can fix what's wrong instead of going to a, you know, fucking AR 15 fight with a hug. You know, yeah. and it's like, I, 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 mean, I don't like that someone would take, you know, I think Cory Booker and some other people took money back uh, or gave money back from Harvey Weinstein. And, and, and so, you know, what's his name? Bill Maher had said, you know, you should use that money. And, and I didn't think about it that way until I heard Bill Maher say it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck him. Take his fucking money and use it so that we can get more women on the fucking courts and on the benches so that people like Harvey Weinstein can't fucking hurt women as much as they used to. But going back, so Long Crime did this article about him taking that money, and I did think Buttigieg, anybody taking Russian money should return it, or, or connected to Russian. This guy was connected to Putin. So it's like, you know, yeah, I, I would say, no, let's, we can't take Russian money. So I looked up Law and Crime to make sure that they were a legitimate site and, and to see if they had media bias and all that, and they were basically a credible, legitimate site. And so we've got, you know, right now, like you said, what they're doing is helping Trump. And what's going to happen if Trump wins? These sites like Mediaite and Long Crime, they're going to fucking be pushed out. Yeah. Because all that's going to be available is something like OAN and, and Fox. Because it's going to yeah. be like an oligarchy where you don't get to have your free speech anymore. And they don't even see that. They, they don't they see just it. They want don't see to, that they're... Yeah. It's, what, is it purity or what the fuck is it? I don't even fucking know what it Pur is anymore. Purity is going to, like, they're going to drown in their purity because they aren't going to have anything because yeah. like, they're, they're so wrapped up and they just want to be these purists. And it's just like, okay, I can respect that to a degree. I'm glad you have your convictions. I, we all have our convictions and I agree with you. Yeah. But we have a different means of getting there. Yeah. You have to be 
you have to be smart. You have to politic. You have to, there has to be a give and a take. That's how things work. Cause there are two sides. There mm-hmm. are two parties. Yeah. It's, right. It's, exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, is going back to, we have elections every year. So all these people who are, are really concerned about Medicare for all and $15 wage, where are they on the off years? Where, where are they? I mean, they're on Twitter. But where are they? Are they calling their senators? Are they um, doing things to get this done outside of talking about it on Twitter? Because, you know, I was a, and I am, an advocate for the Equal Rights Amendment. I recognized that my best, the, the best use of me was online because I had access to huge, huge pages on Facebook, specifically in the beginning. That's when I started back in 2012, 13, and 14. I had access, and so I was able to spread the word. But, but I, the people who were at the doors and knocking on the doors of legislators, like, for instance, the women in Virginia, were there all the fucking time. Same with Illinois. Same with Arizona. These people are so necessary because they, you know, I mean, not everybody has the advantage of being able to just spend their Monday knocking on a legislator's door. Most of these people, I think, were women who were either retired or they were married and they they didn't have to work so they had the time to do it but still the ERA would not have passed if people were not on the ground you know i played a role in helping inform people online and i was able to get information because i was talking to people who were talking to the legislators so they would tell me certain information and i could spread it and 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 give it a much bigger platform than they were able to do so it's one, like, yeah, it's great to make a tweet, but at the same time, if you're not doing the fucking, if you're not voting in the off elections, if you're not, you know, organizing, because if you want fucking Medicare for all, then you got to organize for it. You got to get, you, you got to go lobby the fucking legislators. You've got to do it. And they're yeah. not doing it. They're just tweeting about it. And so, you know, I mean, some obviously they talk amongst themselves, they yeah. talk, they talk in a circle, they talk amongst themselves. And it's like, you also got to reach out to the other side. You have to, if yeah, you don't, and it's like, like, you just don't like, call them centrists and, and, and treat that yeah. as just a dirty word. I basically only block people who are, um, who are na- like, they're nasty. They're bullies. Like yeah. that will go after me personally for stupid reasons. And yeah. like, but if a person from the other side, especially this happens a lot on Facebook, I did, I just did have to block a couple people cause they're being jerks but if they want to have an actual conversation mm-hmm. i'm like great let's do yeah. that let's let's have an actual adult conversation about like why do you have that belief let me tell you why i have my belief and maybe like we can and i'll be like oh that's a valid opinion i'm like yeah. but don't you see like i don't know it's just i if you just talk amongst yourself and you and you surround yourself by only people who only have your same views you're not going to go anywhere you're not going to get yeah. anything done. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like my way or the highway doesn't work. At that point, it's a cult. Yes. Because you're just, you're sitting there with people with your own beliefs and that's it. And then you, and you, and anyone else who doesn't think exactly as you think, well, they're, they're the enemy. They're bad people. Yeah. And, to, and then that's to just what like, it's become. Yeah. Put labels. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of being referred to as a centrist or that I hate poor people or that. I, I mean, I've said this before, but I mean, I have a friend who has this terrible fucking condition. Um, basically, it's called the stonia. And she 
her whole every muscle in her body tenses up and causes her to like shake and it, and sometimes it's gone on for months no fucking relief it's painful and it's awful and she can't have a regular job because of it she, at this point she you know she's in a wheelchair and i asked her i said would you prefer bernie sanders or joe biden and she said joe biden and she doesn't she's not a big fan of him either and i said why and she basically she feels that with with what she's heard from because she was a bernie supporter in 2016 and uh, you know she's been paying attention and she's been watching and she goes basically i don't trust that bernie is going to be able to build whatever coalition he needs to get this done but that's 100 percent correct yeah and regardless what she fears is if he were to push something through that it would just annihilate her protections right now because she's got Medicare for all and she does not want to fuck up. Not only that, she just had fucking, she's pretty sure she had COVID. And what's re, what's even worse about this story is that she, she had all the symptoms. She lost her sense of smell and taste. Um, she had fever. She, she was the cough, all the stuff. So they tested her. When they tested her, the nurses were not wearing masks. One of the nurses, which was a male nurse, was being creepy and flirting with her. Um, But she had the test done. She was sent home. And she keeps calling and trying to get the test results. Now they have no record that they ever took a test. They don't even know. And she's living in California. So it's like, you know, she feels so vulnerable. She does not want to fuck. She's like, look, I would much rather let Joe Biden give us the single payer or I'm sorry, the public option and, and make a slow roll into single payer. So I can have my fucking, you know, sense of peace that I'm going to be able to keep what I have. And she didn't feel that with Bernie. She likes the idea of Medicare for all, of course, but she's like, I'm afraid that he's going to fuck it up and I'm going to lose what I've got. And so, you know, you can't do it with one sweeping motion. It needs to be done in steps. We are so in deep with our healthcare system right now. You can't just wipe it off the map and be like Medicare for all. That would be a disaster. It would be an absolute disaster. The reason Europe has, Healthcare for all is because it was built from nothing mm-hmm. after World War II. And like they built it up. We get Iraq has healthcare for all because it was built up from nothing. It's like it's what was installed because there was no other option. What we have is we're just so in deep. We have to go to a public option, which then create competition, which will lower prices across the board. And eventually we can take steps to get towards Medicare for all over the next 10 to 20 years. But it's not going to happen overnight. And anyone that thinks it's going to happen overnight is living in a fantasy. They need to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 like the thing that's really upsetting to me is that there are like there's a woman that I know and I've worked with her in the past she's on Twitter and she's screaming Joe Biden is a rapist, which, you know, I've always said alleged whenever I've talked about Trump or Kavanaugh and Kavanaugh wasn't even an alleged rapist. He was alleged attempted rapist because he didn't rape her, at least Christine Blasey Ford. It was the attempt part. But I mean, it's so important to make that distinction because, you know, we're never going to be able to prove it. All we have is he said, she said, and when you listen to the stories, you decide for you have to decide for yourself what you think. Christine Blasey Ford, she also testified under oath. Yes. Yes, she did. And um, and, and what's her name? Tara Reid backed out of an interview. And I can't who Chris Wallace. I don't remember who it was with um, the other night. And she said it was because she was getting death threats from her family or for, you know, people were making death which, threats. Which I believe. I, yeah, I believe I'm sure that. that was happening. Yeah. I'm sure that was happening. But I would imagine that if she's going to say something like this. Um, that that's, you know, 
let me just put it to you this way. If I'm going to accuse the presumptive nominee for the Democratic Party or the Republican Party of raping me, I would assume that the same thing that happened to Christine Blasey Ford would happen to me. I would assume it. I'm not saying it's deserved at all. Nobody deserves... Tara Reid and her children do not deserve fucking death threats. Um, but I would think if I was going to make a, an allegation like that in our political climate, yes, you're going to get death threats. It's just going to happen. Because we, we've got that... We, we already have the blueprint for, for how it goes. We saw that happen with Christine Blasey Ford. And, you know, she had to go in hiding. So you have to realize the stakes when you make these kinds of allegations. So and then when you back out and and she backed out of it, um, you know, the day the AP story came out saying that she, she says, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I said that it was harassment before, but it wasn't harassment. And so it's, it's, it, it, you know, she's also accused other people of um, sexual assault. And the sexual assault that she describes is the exact same kind of situation her father wrote about in, in a book. I mean, it's all really fucking weird. And the timing is weird. And there's not enough there to say, okay, this is legitimate. And I don't want to believe it, but I would believe it if there was enough there. It would really upset me and it would freak me out. But, you know... I would, I would, you know, and, and, and initially I believed the woman who I no longer believe, and I, Tweeden, whatever her name is, who accused um, Al Franken of being inappropriate in that picture and everything. My first reaction, my gut reaction, was to believe her. After time went by, I started to really wonder and doubt her, but there were seven, I think, women total who came out and said, you know, he did this, he did, never rape, nothing like that. Just, just highly, highly, highly inappropriate. Um, and I'm not going to defend what he's done or not, but when you have a, a number of women coming out and saying, this person did this, and people, you know, he, two women while he was working in Congress, okay, well, we have to take them seriously, we do. And, and yeah. I think we have been taking Tara Reid seriously. But her story isn't adding up. And it's not even political. It's like, I don't want to, you know, I mean, look, I would have been the first person, as much as people would call me a hypocrite and say you're lying, if, if something was really up with Biden and it looked really bad, I'd be like, we can't have this fucking guy as our nominee. But that's not what's happening. And I didn't want fucking Biden as the nominee. I didn't no. want him. He Neither was so I. down the fucking list of people I wanted. And, you know, and it's like, but here he is and here we are. And so I don't, you know, I mean, the thing is, is I don't know how this is all going to play out, but I feel like there are, um, you know, there's some credible people out there like Malcolm Nance and, um, you know, I don't know, there's, there's a few others who are saying, look, her story just doesn't cut it, that, that former federal prosecutors, like, look, there's too many holes in this woman's argument. And the only way Time it's going to stay alive if, if the left keeps it alive. Time's up legal not taking it was very telling to me. Hmm. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about it. That's fascinating because why? Because there's no there because, there. Because if, if there was, and if there was. They would. They would have, yeah. regardless of whoever it was. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, it's and like it, obviously in politics you're going to have dirty tricks going on. So you have to kind of think about that even more. Yeah. Because, like, if a woman, you know, if Jane Doe, who just has a regular job and a regular life, says that John Doe did something to her, the automatic, it's, it's automatic she's not believed. That's the automatic default position. And, um, but still, it's like, it's one thing when it's just regular people 
making accusations against other people. It's another when it's politics. When it's politics, you can't just, you know, this whole thing that we have to believe literally. It's like, no, it's not literal. It's just that the default is to not trust women. Trust them. It's just like if a woman calls and reports that her car is stolen, we don't go, you're lying. What, you, what were you wearing? Did you leave your car unlocked? You deserved it. Nobody says that. Nobody. But if you say you were raped, those questions start coming. Those allegations start coming. You asked for it. You put yourself in that position and you deserve it. You know, I mean, if you leave your car unlocked in a bad neighborhood, maybe a cop would say you shouldn't have left your car unlocked, but they're not going to say you deserve it and it's all your fault. But they no. do it when you're raped. So, you know, and, and that's where it gets sticky because then, you know, whether you're a Democrat or a woman or whatever it is, and you're, you're saying believe women, you're not saying take everything they say as gospel. You're just saying don't go to the default of disbelieving them and calling them liars. I didn't with her. The no, first time I, I saw this story, I thought, oh, shit. That, so did I. And I, and I. and I went and I was like, I, and I will. My first thought is I am going to believe her. I am going to believe her. And then, But as a story... I still want to, I don't want to even say I don't believe her. Like, yeah. I'm just, I just, I just want all the facts to present, present themselves. And that's right. what we're not seeing her, her story changes. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's so sticky in the timing of it and who she supported before that. Yeah, and, just, and, and it's really bad. And it how people are, right. people surrounding her are saying like, drop out, drop out Biden. Cause they want Bernie. And it's just, I don't know. It just, I it's know. so, it's so frustrating. You know what it also, if she is being untruthful if she's lying mm -hmm. what it does to women who need to be yes bullied. that you know uh, there's this guy on my facebook page and he just tweeted um throughout history women have lied to destroy men me too is the accelerant to the conf am i going to say this right conflagr conflagration um of our constitution and i feel like um this is this is the problem right here this is yelling at women and saying it's a normal women have destroyed women have lied to destroy men throughout history okay um why don't we take a look at what men have done to women throughout history exactly and it's just you know it's upsetting i i said to him are you serious and he said are you and now i just i'm i'm like fuck you bye I'm, I, I, I can't deal with this attitude and, and, and this is killing, um, this is killing the movement. I do think that it shouldn't have, the slogan shouldn't be believe women. The slogan should be take women seriously. You know, yeah. listen to them and take them seriously. And I'm still here. I want to hear what she has to say. Yeah. Like I want, like, I don't want to. Like, just be like, no, she's lying. Nope, nope, she's not telling the truth. Because for some reason, like, because I, I really want Biden to be the nominee. Like, it's that's not it. No. Like, I, I'm completely here to listen to her. Yeah. Like, I want to know her story because I am one that airs to believe women. But it should, yeah, it should be take women seriously. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole bottom line. Take them seriously. Listen to what they have to say. Take what they say seriously. And, you know, and exactly. then proceed because and you go forward a, from there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're in a, we're in a position where there's there's no fucking blue dress. There's no DNA. We can't we can't prove a goddamn thing either way. Neither. It neither would, he would never can. get convicted in court because there's too much reasonable doubt. Right. And that's just that's 
that's the truth of it. Yes. That's also why a lot of rapists get off. Yes, it is. You know, I mean, you go back to Harvey Weinstein and, you know, the reason he was able to continue raping women over and over and over is because he has them sign the NDAs because they can't afford to stay in court and pay all the court fees that he can afford. And, and then he'll go after their character, he'll rip them apart. So instead of going through that whole awful mess, they say, all right, I will take a settlement that the lawyer gets about 40% of, and then they're not allowed to talk about it forever. And they're also, if they go to a therapist, that therapist has to sign an NDA because you know, the rapist gets all the fucking breaks, especially the wealthy rapist. I don't want to automatically make my mind up without listening to things, but this makes it very difficult for me. Do I believe what she's saying is true? I'm going to say no. I don't believe it with what's been presented. If she offers something new that makes me go, oh, wait a minute, then okay, I'm open to changing my mind because you know what I think would happen? I think that if Joe Biden were to step down, there's a very, very, very good chance Andrew Cuomo would get all of his delegates. I think that we could have a... It's not going to be... It would not be Bernie Sanders. It's not. It's just not going to be. I know people want to believe it. First of all, he's not a Democrat. He's not a Democrat. So that's already an issue there. But that's not why. It's like just because he was the guy that won a couple of the, the primaries, that's... Yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, it's so frustrating. It is. I mean, he has more. Dele- he's got the, you know, under Biden. Biden has the most delegates and then Bernie comes in second. So they think that, oh, well, that's just going to. But no, because those delegates could put their um, energy behind somebody else or their support behind somebody else if they wanted to. You know, Joe Biden's delegates. That's yeah. when I, because Joe Biden's delegates may not want Bernie, you know, and, and that's not a DNC thing. That's just. There's a lot of people in this country who don't like him for various reasons. And I thought there was a, there was a time when I thought that he um, um, was going to be the president or the nominee. And I had to get behind. I told you. I told you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, I thought, okay, well, if it, and the thing is, is what I was trying to do is that he was not my first choice either. And yeah. so it was like, I got to get behind him. And I mean, I was thinking the same thing about Biden. Before the primaries, I was like, all right, there's a very good chance Biden's going to be the nominee. And I don't want him to be the nominee. So I have to find a way to be okay with this. So when it looked like Bernie might be the nominee, I had the same process. It was like, all right. I have to find a way to get behind this because I just don't like him. I don't want him to be the president. But, you know, I did. And, okay, now things are different. <laughs> and so now we've got Biden. But I truly believe, I truly believe that whether it would be Warren or um, Cuomo, I think the delegates that Biden has would go to somebody else. And so, I mean, would they be split between a couple of different people and then Bi- then Bernie would have more delegates? I don't know, maybe. But I don't think that that's how it would happen. And so, you know, this whole fucking thing is just so incredibly upsetting. So, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I feel like every time women make any kind of gains or advances, we get punched back. You know, I yeah. mean, you were just about, I'm watching Miss, are you watching Miss America on Hulu? I am. I am. I haven't seen. I didn't see last week's episode yet, but I've been watching it. I've only seen two. Uh, you know, I'm only two. In oh, OK. I think I've seen three or four. OK. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you that, you know, I mean, Phyllis Schlafly didn't even fucking care about the ERA. That was not her thing. Her thing was foreign policy. But because men 
didn't want her to be, you know, have any f- kind of authority or narrative or anything. They just, you know, they asked her, oh, because there was this meeting where she was with all these men, these legislators. And so she starts going off on foreign policy and she's smart. And she knew what she was talking about. And they shut her up and said, would you be our secretary, basically? And she got yeah. pissed and then used that moment to get their attention with ERA. And she did successfully. She, she Prior to that, she was like, oh, that's nothing. Nobody gives a shit about that. No one cares. She didn't yeah. care. And, and no, so she should use their powers for good instead of evil. Like it's because she was so smart and so great at organizing. And if you actually look at her, it's like she's a bit of a feminist. Like she, she, well, she wasn't yeah. a feminist, but she actually was. Well, she utilized the platform pe- feminists created for her. Yes. To, to go against women, to shit all over women, you know, and everything that she said about the ERA was fucking bullshit. None of it. This is like. Um, you know, if you watch this series, you can see where the current GOP is getting their fucking playbook because she just made shit up. She just made it up. Talking about the, the unisex bathrooms, which, by the way, we had before the ERA was passed. Talking about how women could be drafted. And granted, we don't have a draft. But, you know, the government, first of all, there's women in the military. We're never going to go back to a male only military. And. There, women could be drafted today. If the ERA isn't passed, the government could decide to draft them. It's always yeah, been the choice of the matter. government. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, and now that we have an all, you know, fee, you know, we have, or uh, now that we have uh, a military with both men and women, it wouldn't just be men who were drafted. If there's going to be a draft, it would include men and women. And right now, the women who are, you know, serving don't have constitutional protection against. Uh, you know, gender, uh, people can discriminate against women and there, there are all kinds of loopholes that allow it to happen. So it's just, I feel so frustrated because I feel like we make these advancements and then we get knocked back. And of course, Me Too can be politicized. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, man, Jesus Christ, can't we just all fucking... Uh, <laughs> it drives me crazy too and the women on the right who are like supposed anti-feminist but like but then they are like a really a strong women especially like yes. southern women are yeah, strong like women chicks on the right yeah yeah absolutely strong women and it's just like but that they don't understand what they're doing and i feel like they they do it to please yeah. men they do it just because they want approval from whatever then they're gonna say no that's not why we do it we think on our own this is what we do and i'm just like yeah but and they say that the feminists are victims and look who's the look at the president he's the biggest whiny ass fucking victim i've ever seen in my life don't understand how people like him i don't understand i don't understand how anyone who isn't remarkably wealthy yeah likes him i don't even understand if you are remarkably wealthy how can you like him i don't get it I mean, just I the tax breaks, do. I suppose. But like, that's and that's and you you have to have like no soul, I yeah. suppose. But like, as far as like working class and all of that, what has he done for you besides you loving him for being racist? That's yeah. it. He 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 thrives off racism and abortion, and that's always those two things that if you run that in the right wing, exactly, man, they'll elect you every time. <laughs> Exactly. And that's the sad part. That's just the fucking sad part. And it's like, we have to beat this motherfucker by huge numbers. Because if we don't, he's going to his, it's not him, but I mean, he could run for reelection again in 2024. I doubt that will happen. 
I don't think God, he'll be really he'd be really old. Yeah, he would, and I just I don't see it happening. He yeah. could though. Um, but I feel like it just would say if he loses by a small margin, first of all, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And he, he's going to fight that and take it to the Supreme Court. And then we have like Kavanaugh and um, Gorsuch, you know, and fucking all the other right winger judges deciding. But beyond that, it's it's sending a message to the Republican Party that they can run batshit crazy people and get in there. I mean, they have that message now, but we that's why we need to blue flood him out. And I, I have a prediction. Okay. I honestly think that it, it it's going to be like a blue wave. I honestly believe that because I believe that moderate Republicans and even like not some moderate Republicans, but just Republicans with a soul that are usually just yeah. more like conservative for other things, they're going to vote for Biden. And I honestly believe that Biden was the right choice for that because yeah, People Warren can, isn't necessarily. Yeah, they're not. They can't them bring over. themselves to vote for a woman, especially in the South. Like, so, like Southern Baptists yeah. don't respect women at all. Right. So it's just like that's why, like, you could you can elect a gay man in the South before you're going to elect a woman, and yeah. that's just the truth of it. Yeah. Um, as long as he's male. Right. So Biden, like old school Biden, that conservatives can be like, all right, I guess, yeah. I guess I could deal with Biden to get Trump out. Like, I I see a blue wave coming, especially if. depending on um, who he picks for VP. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I know. And I mean, right now it's like (laughs) everybody likes to weigh in and say, you know, if you say, oh, well, this person is, you know, right now there was a poll that says that Elizabeth Warren is um, the one leading with all the groups. And I think Kamala Harris was just like right underneath of her in, she was the second one. And in some, some instances there were huge gaps. Like for instance, Let's say um, just between, I don't know, I can't remember all the categories, but like in one category, let's just say it was women. So it would be 45% Warren and 17% Harris. And, you know, this was kind of down the line, but there was a couple of groups that they were neck and neck, that that uh, Warren was just over, not too much. But, you know, I mean, at this point, I have my preference and all of that, but mm-hmm. my preference means nothing Biden isn't going to listen to it. I think what they're doing is they are looking at who they think is going to help get, you know, Trump kicked out, who's going to help beat Trump. And then I think they're also thinking who can run in 2024 and win. And, you know, I I mean, we all can throw out the names we want, but they've got internal polling. They've got information that we don't. So it's what we want is our personal preference. I have a personal preference, but it's like I don't really give a shit as long as they pick the right person. Because, you know, I really love Elizabeth Warren, but I'd be so happy if she were in in charge of the Treasury or education. You know, I mean, people have talked about her being the Senate Majority Leader. And if she can, you know, pull the – if she can be like a Nancy Pelosi and get, you know – get everybody on the same page if she's really good at doing that. But I think the thing is, is that I think her, her asset really is just what she's able to offer her policy making. She's a legislator now with a, if she were to say, be the vice president, somebody on Twitter suggested like she could be the czar of COVID and Biden could give her more power than, than a, whether it's her or, you know, um, Harris, whoever, he could take his VP and say, look, you're going to have more power than any VP has ever had. And I'm going to do that. You know, you're in charge of this. And then she has the opportunity to show her leadership ability 
so that when 2024 comes around, hopefully we can be a little bit more open-minded into, you know, getting a woman on, not just on the tip, you know, um, you know what I mean? To be on the top of the tip. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I can't, I'm yeah. like losing, but I, I mean, I, 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 or get, at least get them vote t- to vote because we did vote for Hillary. We did. But, and she won the popular vote, but yeah. it didn't, but not in the states where it mattered the most. I hate swing states. I hate them. I mean, I like, I love the people there. They're fine. I'm just, I'm just saying I hate the electoral college. I think it, it, yeah, when too. it comes down to like 70,000 votes between exactly. random states yeah. and when, like when there are some states where their votes matter, are, they count more than other right. states. Yeah. I think, I think it's, that's not a democracy. Right. That's not that's no. not fair. And, and people are like, well, we do it because we want to be represented. And I'm like, that's why we have the House of Representatives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally in the name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, yeah. I, I'm just, this, this is such a hard time. I swear to God. It's, it's so hard. And I know that whatever we've dealt with, right, from, um, let's say, January 21st, 22nd, to, was I think 22nd was the first press conference. So, um, because the 21st was the March. And I guess it, whether it was that day or the next day where Sean Spicer came out and lied about the crowd size. From that day yeah, uh, f- to now. So the Mueller report, um, fucking Roger Stone getting arrested, Paul Manafort getting arrested and going to jail. Um, from Ukraine, impeachment, all of that is nothing compared to what we're going to see now. Because it's going to get so fucking ugly and dirty, and there's going to be so many articles about Joe Biden being a rapist and a, and a massage, uh, like a pedophile, and and it's going to be coming oh. at us, and it mo- it's going to sound reasonable because people are really good at rationalizing bullshit, um, and you know, th- and and what's going to wind up happening with some people is they're going to read a headline that they want to be true, and they're going to share it, and then it's going to be the toothpaste is out of the tube, and it's like you said, the seed has been planted. We're going to yeah, have Yeah, they did with the emails. It was the same thing. Yeah. Like, and, and her server, that bad. was like nothing. It's like, oh, so we found out Hillary had a salad for lunch on October 3rd. Like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> like, it was just like other people, other people had used their private emails for things too, like other secretaries of state before her. Yes. So it wasn't like it was unheard of. Right. Was, and nobody gave a shit about it when Colin Powell did it. Yeah. No so one it was, they, they turned it in, they turned... Something out of nothing. Yeah, and, and that's it, what it, I'm it, afraid they're going to do with with him. Of course they are, and and just like in 2016, the lefties are are leading the charge. On yeah, them. I mean they're the ones who are screaming about <laughs> it, and, and Republicans and, are like, "Thanks, yeah. you're doing all the dirty work for us." Yeah, it's just it's it's extremely upsetting. I mean, you know, this this one woman who I have mentioned before who called Biden a rapist. I mean, she used to vote for Democrats, and it's like. Look, we've got fucking problems. We've got to clean up our mess. But hello? Are you not recognizing what's happening? Are you not looking at the reality of life? I mean, and, and I think the wrong, the wrong approach, and I see, this on peop- I see this on social media all the time. People will say, well, I'd rather vote for Joe, who's only been accused once, 
than vote for Donald, who's been accused 25 times. I mean, obviously, I understand the logic in that, but what that does is... That's it, a terrible rationale. It's <laughs> That's awful. Because one, even one is too many. Exactly. And, and, and you're That's going terrible. on and assuming that the one is credible when it really is not credible. And the argument really has to be, if, if, if this woman is going to make these allegations, then she needs to be prepared for being vetted. And, um, you know, the vetting that's been done has cast all kinds of questions and holes and and there's too many inconsistencies. So the framing of this is not to say an accused rapist. It's like she she's being because basically when you say accusing of rape, it's almost implying that he did it. And well, I mean, look at with Kavanaugh, you know, I always say alleged. And I do believe that whatever he did, I believe that they were kids. And like you said, they were under oath. Um, I could, you know, I remember so well at the time I was, I had to go to the doctor a lot during that time. And my doctor is in Rockville, Maryland, where basically this is where they all were, you know, like that general vicinity. So there's like, you know, neighborhoods that all are identical to each other. And I would drive through these nice neighborhoods, you know, upper middle class neighborhoods. And I remember just like envisioning um, the parties that she described. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I know in my experience living in Southern California, which is a different feel than it is here. um, I can't say, I mean, I didn't have experiences of boys trying to rape me, but I knew of things happening. So it's normal. That's a normal thing that you're going to encounter when you're younger, where boys are going to behave the way that they described or or Blasey Ford described. That's normal. Yeah, because we don't raise our boys right, but that's a whole right, other Right, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that, yeah, it's normal. And so it's like I just kept like visualizing it because I was, I was here. I was on their stomping grounds. And I was thinking in terms of what, must it, have, what it was like for people, especially girls in those situations. And do I believe her? I do believe her. I do believe that he tried to, to basically rape her. And then, you know, whatever it was that caught their attention. And I don't remember the gist of the story. But it's like, what happened in the end? He went on to the Supreme Court. I don't know what's going to happen with Biden because I don't know how much they're going to come at him. And I don't know how many, you know, academic feminists are going to say Democrats have it all wrong and we're fucking it up and we have to believe women. And yes, we do have to believe women, but we don't necessarily have to believe every single woman about every single thing. And, you know, we should all be very careful about how things go in a, in a, you know, like an election season where we know Russia is attacking us, where we have Donald Trump and, and, and Brad Parscale and Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller, all these people doing everything they can to fuck it up for us. Yeah, we need to kind of be a little skeptical about shit that's going on when it comes to presidential candidates. Wasn't there someone posted a picture like, oh, Joe Biden doesn't, I don't know what it was, like doesn't remember meeting her back then and like they show a picture and it wasn't even her. It wasn't even her. It was another woman. Yeah, and it got like 11,000 retweets or something like that. And it, or like, I don't forget what it was, but like I'm just, and then it wasn't taken down and it's just like, they leave it up and then people keep sharing it. That's the same thing with that fucking story about the 14-year-old Christine O'Donnell's niece. It's not true. He wasn't there. So instead of taking the story down, instead of saying, we apologize, we made a mistake, uh, yeah. they, 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 they do update the article, but they don't change the headline and they just write updated. Fuck them. Dan Abrams is a fucking asshole. And so is that Colin whatever Cumberbunch, whatever his fucking name is, for blocking me. 
blocking me. You know, I wrote for Liberals Unite, which was a nothing little political blog. I never fucking blocked people unless yeah. they were like a MAGA or something like that. But if it yeah, was I a Democrat. Liberal, yeah, I, voted for, I, I worked for all those like liberal sites and yeah. like blogging and stuff like that. And I was like, but I was a huge like fact checker. And if yes. I was incorrect about anything, I would own it and I would take it down. I was checked on PolitiFact and it's mortifying. It is. It is mortifying. Yes, I was but, checked on PolitiFact but I, too. But I own it. It, yeah. You know, it's a thing that happened. God, I remember but, I was working for, um, God, no, I don't remember the name of it. What's the name? What's the blog we both wrote for? Um, was it Addicting Info? Yes, thank you. I yeah. was writing for Addicting Info and it was early on and there was a story. Uh, God, I, it was about one of the, oh, I know, Frothy. What's that guy's name? Um, he's not there anymore. But Santorum. The, Santorum, yes. So I, it was his wife and there was some issue with I don't know if she had a miscarriage or I can't remember what it was but I wrote an article and of course you know I was like big big mouth feminist screaming shit because it was about abortion and so I I I, I had the information wrong and I and I wrote it about whatever I wrote about his wife the information was wrong and I posted it and people were pointing out to me no this is wrong this is what happened and so I, I remember I was like in this personal Facebook group where all the editors were and I was like, is there any editor? Is there an editor? Like no fucking editors were around to change because I couldn't get into the blog post to change the story myself and to correct it. And so eventually like an hour fucking later, which was like the most torturous hour of my life, bet, you know, yeah. somebody finally was like, okay, I'm going to fix it for you. And they fixed it. But I mean, I felt terrible because I, I mean, I got it wrong and, and I got it from another article that got it wrong. And it was it was like a Huffington Post or one of those, you know, because that's where I was sourcing everything. I mean, whenever you write for a smaller political blog, you're always taking stories from, you know, New York Times or Washington yeah, like Post. We're not journalists. Like we're not like right. breaking stories. All these liberal blogs, it always cracks me up when people call themselves like liberal journalists on those blogs. But it's like you're a blogger. Yeah. And you're basically taking the story and adding your opinion adding your opinion to it that's pretty much just it that's it that's it, all that's we're all doing it is. it's like you're regurgitating or you know like in some cases in raw story um they will take a let's say a washington post article that has three thousand words and they'll condense it down to two or three hundred words because people don't really read full articles they no they i give learned them, that yeah. yeah they don't they don't they maybe read are, down the first yeah. paragraph and then they're done you want to keep your videos under three minutes mm -hmm. and you want to keep your articles around 300 words. And exactly. That's, that's just what it is. You're lucky <laughs> if somebody's even going to finish that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you take an, like a WAPO article and you condense it. You get all the facts in there and you give them the gist. So it's basically regurgitating a story. You have to write it in your own words. You can't plagiarize. It's like, no, but, of course but, not. The, but yeah. the story is the same. So you tell and the you same story. And you link to the story. So if they want yes. greater detail about it, they can go and read the full story. Yeah. And then there's then basically there's, the cliff notes of a lot of these. That's, that's what, what we it were. is. That's yeah. what it is. It's cliff notes with opinion. Yeah. And sometimes the opinion would be, you know, a paragraph at the end of an article. But, you know, that's yeah. what people did. That's what bloggers do for the most part. That's just what their job. That's what they do. And, yeah. you know, sometimes people just they just want the condensed version. They don't want to read a 3000 word article so that's what they're there for but even you know making a mistake as a blogger i wasn't a fucking reporter i wasn't an investigative journalist i was just a fucking blogger and i made a mistake and i felt terrible i just felt terrible and and you know so these people like dan abrams and that other jerk they don't feel terrible 
they're just letting it stay up. They don't give a shit because it's clicks for them, and then people click on the ads and they make money. Yeah. And that's really surprised. what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's that is what it's about. Oh um, my god, I'm just so yeah. Just and so then there's me. Like right now, I'm looking for work. I'm looking for anything that I can. <laughs> I, I've been out of work for two months now, and I'm just like. And then there's these like people writing for these things and they're not even writing accurate information. I know. Like, I'll be like, so for anyone out there who's hiring, I write, I, I thoroughly vet my information. <laughs> I'll own my mistakes. Yeah, but that doesn't get clicks, Sarah. <laughs> I had one of the high, I for like two years in a row had, was either the one or two spot for, for views there you on go. the websites See? I worked for. Of course I didn't get promoted. I got promoted after they ran out of men, but then I got finally got promoted but I got the most views there. I would get the most views with videos. I can, I can, I can do the catchy things, but, <laughs> but I am not male. So I know. Well, you don't have a penis. <laughs> Shame <don't>. on you. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're going to wrap this up for today. Uh, again, I hope I, I mean, I, I, I don't like talking about this Biden situation, but I feel at this point um, we have to kind of talk about it because there are other people talking about it who are putting the wrong information out there. And I, I see it as like we have to at least attempt to try and get the real. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I have the real story on Tara Reid. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I'm not going to automatically just buy into it. And, and some people are. And it's like, OK, well, if you are, you are. But please take a look for yourself. Do your own research. Read everything she said and then read what other people are saying. And. And judge for yourself, since there's no way we can prove this. This is just what it is. So I hate talking about it. And I feel like this is such a downer day because, like, obviously I started the show off talking about my, my cat who so far has remained in, in, in the office with me. And I'm, I'm glad because she's not going into Bob's office, which I'm glad. So fingers crossed. Anyway, um, thank you, Sarah. It's always good to have you here. And I love talking to you. So I love talking to you. Thanks for having me. Before you go. Tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, you can find me on all social media um, at Sarah Wood Writer, S-A-R-A-H, W-O-O-D Writer, um, and sarahwoodwriter.com. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to be it for today. We will see you on Wednesday. I'll be talking to Adam Parkamenko, and um, hopefully everything will go well and he won't cancel. So I will see you next time, Sarah. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I just... Uh, I hate, I hate days like this, I, you know, with my cat. <laughs> just really hard. It's just really, really hard. And so I apologize if I'm kind of sounding down. That's why I'm trying, trying, trying so hard to be professional. And it's like all I want to do is sleep. <laughs> That's all I want to do. I know a lot of people are having issues with insomnia. I haven't actually had that issue, but... Especially when things are upsetting for me, my kind of like go-to behavior is I just want to sleep because it's like a way to avoid it. And I, all I want to do is just curl up next to her and sleep. So I, I hate to be a sad sack and I do apologize. And I, you know, I'm going to get my shit together. So hopefully Wednesday I'll have a better attitude. And I don't really want to talk about this read story um, anymore but I guess we're just going to have to watch and see how other people are treating it and what's going on because if it's in the news, it's in the news. And I, you know, I'm certainly not going to, I'm not going to ignore it if, if I feel that people are not being fair, 
But if it starts to, you know, diminish on its own, I hope so. We'll see what happens. But I, I just, like I said, I think we're in for a world of fucking shit. Please prepare yourselves because it's going to be so ugly and it's going to be so awful that I don't know that we're prepared for it mentally. It's just, you know, and then those goddamn murder hornets, which we didn't even talk about, but there's murder hornets. If you don't know what they are, look them up. I don't feel like talking about them because I think I've talked enough today. (laughs) Anyway, you can find me on Twitter, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. And then you can always find my books on Amazon, Peyton's Choice, American Woman, Ain't No Sunshine, and The Virgin Diaries. Thank you for listening and see you on Wednesday. Stay safe.